Hello. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Streaming Without a Paddle. I'm Andrew. And I'm Ted. Ted, I'm going to start off by saying boo. Ooh, this is the wrong kind of this boo. This is the wrong, kind, wrong, of kind, of wrong kind of ghost. We watched Apple TV's Ghosted. And it was wonderful. And we haven't we haven't talked about it, and Ted's jumping right into I'm it. Jumping it's wonderful. In. It is wonderful. It is wonderful. I'm going to concur with you on this. I was, and I went into it. I, I here. I was really pulled. I'm going to be honest. I'm not a huge Chris Evans fan. Okay, yeah, you, you don't like him as Captain America, right? That's right. No, I mean, and when you you have to play a character that pisses me off, <laughs> you ruined. You ruined. I didn't like him in Knives Out either because he played an ass. You know, and so he ruined it. Captain America, he's an ass. Chris Evans in Knives Out, he's, he's an, an ass. ass. But you know what? I liked him in this. Yeah, I like fumbling, bumbling, kind of awkward Chris Evans in this. Yeah, he didn't come off as an ass. <laughs> no, no, and you, you know the thing that I think is interesting in this is she is like a total badass, but he they they oh. still made the point to be like. He was a wrestler in high school, though. He was good, you know? Yeah. And it's like he could clearly kind of yeah. hang. They and, had to. And and here's the other thing, too. He's on a farm, and he's got... Okay, first of all, before we really get into the meat and potatoes, this is what it is. Anna DeArmas, the movie stars Anna DeArmas, Chris Evans, Adrian Brody. Uh, great cameos or, or smaller roles with, with Tate. Uh, Donovan, I love him. He's so funny. He, he, you know, Love Potion number nine was. I was about to say it. I was about to say it with yeah. Sandy Bullock. Yeah, uh, um, but you've seen him in a hundred things. He's a very busy. He's a working actor. He's a working actor. And he's a sixty-year-old yes. working actor that's been working since he was twenty-five. And it was, you know, what when I saw him pop up in this, it just brought a smile to my face because. I love him. And I Amy, really do. Amy Sedaris. Yeah. She's great. Oh my God. You cannot not love her. She's hysterical. And of course, we're we're, we're big followers of the Mandalorian, and, and she's got a pretty prominent role in that. So, which is which is great. But she's all made up, and if you didn't know who it was, you might not recognize her. But anyway, um, Anna DeArmas plays a CIA agent. And, uh, you know, she deals with bad people all over the, the world. It, it's MI6. I mean, she's... Right, but she lies and... Okay. Well, okay, she's let's give cover, this, cover. Let's give the synopsis. Yeah. He is an aspiring writer that I guess is supposed to be 35. That's my guess. Um, he's an aspiring writer that lives on his parents... Lives at his parents' farm in their guest house and helps run the farm because his dad... They don't ever tell you what was wrong with him. But no. He, he got sick, but now he's fine. Yeah. <clears throat> and he's trying to write a book, and he meets this girl at a uh, farmer's market? Yeah, open open market. Yeah, open Street market. market. He yeah. meets this girl. She's awesome, but they get in a little argument, but they kind of have sexual tension. So he runs out and asks her to go out, and they have this day date that is the greatest thing ever, and it ends with them banging. And... Um, <laughs> I was trying to think of a fun way to say it that wasn't no, that's bad. It. It, You're banging. So banging. And then um, <laughs> his, banging. his MO from his very funny little sister, his, his, his MO is that he smothers girls. So he runs them off. So he texts her like 25 times like, hey, and she doesn't text him back because she's on a mission in London. Yeah. Then he gets this romantic idea, which is a terrible idea, to buy a ticket and surprise her because she has his 
his uh, inhaler. Inhaler. Yeah. So which has an AirPod on it. Yeah. Yeah. So he's able to track his inhaler should he put it down someplace. Because he loses not, it all the time, and they put that in there. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's got little AirPods on other things, too, that yeah. you've developed that. But anyway, go ahead, Ted. No, you're and, you're and nailing it. He goes there, and he shows up, and he finds his AirPod, but lo and behold, four guys <laughs> capture him and throw him in a, 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 a mountain hole. And he's being interrogated, and there's, what's his name? Tim Blake Nelson. Weird cameo. Yeah. Weird one. That he's, was a real waste of Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah, but, and just so you you don't know the name, recognize the name, uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? That's his biggest that, That's name. his biggest thing. Yeah. And he's the little squirrely guy in that. Not, yeah. Because uh, it's George Clooney and... and uh, um, John Turturro. Yeah. Anyway, he's torturing him. That doesn't really have anything to do. It's literally a one-scene part for comedy. Yeah. And they keep calling him the tax man, the tax man. And he's like, I literally don't know what's going on. Cue her breaking in to to set him free. And they proceed to go on a mission to capture this, or not capture, but take care of this arms dealer and blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to tell you the whole movie, but that's what it is. It's an action comedy. So, yeah, yeah, it is. It is an action comedy. I really like this movie, and I had to double-check when it was over to make sure. First of all, Chris Evans, this is the third film that Chris Evans and Anna DeArmas have done together. They were in the original Knives Out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were in uh, The Gray Man. They must really like each other. And they were in this. And we'll get we'll get to this, this casting thing going on here. Uh, but they have really good chemistry. They really do. I mean, even though I didn't like Chris Evans in, or at least his character in Knives Out because he plays an ass, I thought they had good chemistry in that show, able to look beyond my personal feelings of Captain America. So, hating I'm, Tony Stark. I'm going to speak to this as a, as a professional actor. Okay. Okay. Chris Evans, even if you don't like him, what he has is the same thing that Chris Pratt has. They are exceptionally charming people. They're very charming to watch. Like, he's just, he just got to be a better person in this movie than, he's not a Boy Scout. This guy's like a good dude, but he's just charming. That's the thing. It's not like, oh, actually, I saw I saw him in a movie, I don't know if I've ever told you about this movie, called Snowpiercer. I've heard of it. Didn't see it. He's so good in that movie. He does this part where he starts... I mean, I've never seen him break down and cry, and he's starting to talk about how they were almost going to eat a a baby because they were so hungry, and then this guy stopped him and blah, 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 and he's just breaking down, and he's Just the plane that lands on the the cold mountain? No, no, no. Snowpiercer is in this apocalyptic, everything's frozen over, and Uh everybody is on a train that just continuously drives around the... Mountain. Yeah. No. Okay. No. I it's, seen and, that. and the lower class people are in the back of the train, and the rich people are in the front of the, or the train. Right. And you work your way up through levels. Like one level is like a. It's a. It's a South Korean movie. The director's a South Korean oh, director. Because okay. <laughs> that explains nothing. To yeah. Me. No. South I mean, he's, he, okay. South Korean cinema is very like. Genre e very like they do really good horror movies and this guy does a, a real weird cool movies. But okay. anyway, that doesn't have anything to do. Just watch Snowpiercer because Chris Evans is great. All right. Yeah. Well, I I enjoyed him in this and and my only complaint about this movie was I wanted it to be more. There's going to be a sequel. No, no, no. I'm talking. I wanted it to not be so much of a comedy. 
I wanted it to be more serious because she was awesome as an action star. She was everything that Kevin Hart was striving for in Die Hard to become an action star. I mean, it really, she was, she was good. Because her role's very serious. Yeah. I mean, and and you look beyond all of his shenanigans and him, you know, because he's more of the comic relief in this movie because he's oblivious to what's going on. Mm -hmm. So she's playing it serious through this because that's her role. I was like, oh, my God, she is a female Tom Cruise if they would just let her go. That's true. I mean, just let her go. And, yes, there better be a sequel to this because this was this was really, really good. She's a really good actress. Yeah. Oh, man, she's in some bangers. She's in a lot of good she stuff. Has, she has been working a lot since Knives Out. Uh, matter of fact, you know, she was uh, No Blade? Time to Die. She, she was, was the, the Bond girl. She was the uh, in the new Blade Runner. She's the uh, hologram. Oh, I that didn't he know. Talks that. To. It's like his girlfriend. Yeah. No, so she's she's very busy these days and rightfully so, because she is a talent, a talent. Now, for our lady listeners out there, and I love this part about the movie. It came as a total shock. Ryan Reynolds cameos in this movie for probably one minute of screen time. Oh, yeah, I forgot he did. I made mean, <laughs> And, you know, I just got the biggest laugh because he is becoming, I think he's he's out there trying to set the world record for most cameos in motion pictures. I mean, he is really... He's in Ted. Really racking them up. I really, I love it. I love it. So it made me laugh. But <laughs> I think that's a thing now, though. I think, like... Yeah, super famous people really like making a cameo because it's like, listen, I don't have to do anything and I can come in for like three hours. Right. Like Brad Pitt's in uh, Death Pool 2. Right. Deadpool 2. And it's like you see him for literally two seconds. It's like, that's funny. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I love that he was in it. because, And when I saw him, I was like, yep, that's what he's doing. He's going for the world record. Mark my word of most cameos in mo- most movies in the most movies. So anyway, um, the other thing that I found, I don't know if I found it interesting uh, in a good way or a bad way, was the MC, uh, MCU uh, actors that are in this movie. Sebastian Stan, yeah, Bucky. he's in it. He's in it. Uh, Anthony Mackie, he's in it. It's a lot. And, and well, think obviously about Chris Evans. Well, if you're casting action people, who are you going to cast? Yeah, I, you know, here's here's my problem with it. And I love it. I, I, I Well, I say I love it. I, I don't know how I feel about it because, and we've had a conversation before, it really closes the door or the opportunity of other actors when actors start doing movie and they just keep bringing on people that they've worked with in the past you know it's just for these roles and they're not big roles anthony mackie's role was real small and anybody could have played that and gotten away with it and and matter of fact when i say need to it needs to be more when you see somebody like anthony mackie or sebastian stan make an appearance more anthony mackie because he's more recognizable than sebastian stan at least in my my preview pam and tommy and yeah, I'm just, I think it lessens the film because it's just like, oh, now they're just calling in friends and family when when somebody could have that opportunity to do it. So 
That was just me, and I think it lessens the meaning of the film. I think that we are at a place, like I've said before on the podcast, what is going to happen in 10 years when Anthony Mackie is 58 years old and can't play? And I, I just don't know. I don't know because there's no, there's no one, like, there's not an action star from, like, 25 to 35. There's not. Yeah. Well, and we, we had this conversation of, uh, before about the void and right, but and, that's concerning kind of, because all the up right. and coming people are like, but they're not getting an opportunity. That's just kind of my thing. And I think when you start putting people together repetitively, now I know Chris Evans and, and uh, Chris Evans and, and Anna uh, Armas, they've worked in three films together now, mm-hmm. but that's okay. That's okay because they're the leads in this film once again. But when you start bringing people in from their past, you know, like Anthony and Sebastian, to play these these little insignificant yet significant roles. Yes. You, you know, it's just like, oh, okay. I'm trying to see. I, I, I mean, it doesn't bring me a lot of joy. I wish they would offer that to someone else. Sebastian's role in this was probably 30 seconds. You know, no spoiler here. Uh, and John, well, John Cho was in this movie. I mean, that's he's a pretty big Ted, actor. That was that was your role. That was that's a role for you, where Sebastian was. Could it really been. was. Could have been. I am uh, really good at playing famous people's husbands. So, so that did they, they, they? If there was a famous person that was looked like they were between thirty two and fifty, I would be really Ooh, good go. playing their husband. <laughs> Dexter Fletcher. So, Oh, he he directed it. Yeah, yeah you know who he, he is though. He's a dude. He's one of the guys that acted in Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Okay, I, I didn't see that. I'm going to be honest. So you know, I think he directed, wrote, and directed this. He did. He's done a lot yeah. more acting than directing. Well, he makes a he makes a cameo in this. Yeah. I'm, so at the very end, you never saw Lock, Stock. No, we're gonna. Do, I, I say it, that. You know. I'll watch something, and I'll—I just won't remember the name. We are gonna do this thing where, so. where we, where we, once we get done reviewing some stuff, we're going back for some deep cuts. Okay, we're, we're gonna review some of these because I think you would like Lockstock. All right, I really enjoyed this. I really did, and I thought it could be so much more. They dumbed down what could have been a, a, a great thing, yeah, you know, uh, in the sense of of uh, a franchise. You don't think that they're setting it up for that? Oh, I think it, I think it is, but I think it could be more popular. On that note, I think we should jump to numbers because I've got something that's just utterly shocking. Oh, okay. Are you now? Are you, we I think because it's three different genres, we just have to give this one number. Oh, yeah, because it's it's a rom com. It's action. It's it's action and drama. Well. You can't, you can't, like, when we do the horror ones, you have to definitely be like, we're rating this on a horror, horror scale yeah. because, because. Yeah. Horror movies can be terrible, but also good at the same time. Like, so bad they're good. So, but anyway. Yeah. All I right. got you. I want to hear this shocking number. Uh, uh, over, overall, I'm going to, I'm going to give this, this movie an 80. Overall, you know, doesn't matter, rom-com, action, adventure, whatever. Because my, my action adventure number is going to be a, a little lower. I'm going to go with 78 on this. And as a rom-com, I'm going to, I'm going to say 78 as well. 
But overall, as an enjoyable movie to sit down and watch, it's an 80. It is a solid, well, it's, it's a B. It's a good movie. And I was just left with the fact that I really thought it could be more. I will give any Mission Impossible an 80. No more, no less. So that's where I'm putting it, right there. That's my number. I agree with you. Okay. I thought it was a strong B. I really enjoyed it. I'll watch it again. She was great. He was great. Adrian Brody was not. That's the only thing. I was like, this is a weird performance you're turning in, buddy. Are I, you Are you British? Are you just some random foreign person? I didn't understand it. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of Adrian Brody playing bad guys. He does not, cannot play the villain. And that's what he is in this movie. He's the villain. He's the bad guy. He just doesn't. He just doesn't do it. He just can't do it. I don't know. He doesn't have the weight. No, he like he just. I, 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 he is, he's a weird actor. He's a weird actor that turned in a phenomenal performance one time, and then every now and then he's good in something. But it's fewer and far between. He's he's a better comedic actor than he is a serious actor, and there was nothing funny about his role in this movie. Yeah. So that's why it didn't work. I mean, so anyway. All right, now here's the, here's the shocker, Ted. All right, I watched the movie, thought about it, processed it, went in, looked it up, and, you know, got the backstory and everything I could on it. And then I came across the Rotten Tomato ranking on it. I wrote it down. What, what is it? Because I'm not, I'm not going to mess this up. I saw the IMDb, and it's like a 5.8. That is not high. No, no, it's not. Rotten Tomato, 26. Is that critic score, <laughs> or is that the, the audience score? That's... What it pops up as as Rotten Tomato twenty six. Mm, I'm throwing I'm a, Rotten Tomato away. Rotten I, I Tomatoes hate, sucks. Yeah, I, I'm serious because now they're. But this is the thing: studios are using it to push their movies. You know, certified Rotten Tomato, certified. Let me tell you something. So, let me tell you something. This movie's not a twenty six. No, it's not. And if you were to poll people, like normal people, we both worked in the industry or work in the industry. Right. That's different. Now, I can watch some hunk of shit like Nomadland and be like, oh, this is cool art. Congratulations. Except, you know, there's only one actor and she just walks around pretending with real people. It doesn't, I mean, that's not really a movie. Like, it is. It won Oscars, but whatever. You improv. I'll go pretend to be somebody. And it's, yeah. Anyway, most normal people watch Nomadland and are like, that is boring. I don't get it. Right. And then most normal people watch this movie and go, that was fun. That that is what I look for. I love to just go watch something and have fun. And I I know that Nomad Land is impressive. I get it. I don't ever want to see it again. Like 90% of movies that are nominated for Oscars, I don't ever want to see after I see it one time. I agree. I don't have any clue how somebody could say that's a bad movie. But some people have. It doesn't make any sense. It's directed exceptionally. It's acted perfectly. It doesn't make a lick of sense if anybody says anything bad about that movie. You don't have to like it. But sorry, it's mainstream. Yeah. I'm sorry that they make mainstream things, people. Well, that's and that's that's kind of the, the thing, too, is is that I think the industry has been so far away from mainstream movies, you know, like air, you know, 
and now they're just getting back into it. But this that was a that was a Ben and Matt deal. So well, just, and we'll go on to it. Yeah, right. and we'll get into that next week. And but this movie, and, like, uh, I mean, if you don't like, I, I, I don't understand how you could watch this movie and not just it be like a good time. I don't either. It's like romancing the stone. Remember yeah. that those movies oh, yeah. from the eighties that were like they're just good. They're and not it's great. the same quality. Yes, and I'm glad you said that. Because again, I thought this this could have been so much more because she is really good. The the thing I got found was funny about that was when she, she her character's role turned angry or really super serious. That Spanish accent comes through all through the movie. You don't detect it, but when she gets angry. That Latin blood boils, and that accent comes out. It was awesome. It, I I can't play angry without sounding like twice as redneck as I do in normal life. Like if I if I start yelling, it just like if I'm in yeah. any scene, I'm like <clears throat> they'll be like, "You're not from the south," and I'll be like, "Okay, cool," and I'll be talking up here in the front of my mouth, sounding like I'm not southern. And as soon as I go, "Hey, you got," I'm like, "Oh god, I sound like such a redneck." So I get well, it. Well, I yeah, but she was one of yeah. So anyway, I wish they would have put more money into it from a production value standpoint. Um, it, it, not that it was bad. I just you know there's there's a and it's not a spoiler. There's a scene where you know they're in the lair, right? It reminded me, and my first thought was was oh my god, I I I'm on a soundstage and I'm standing behind the camera and I'm watching this scene go down. On a set, it reminded me of being like on Ernest Goes to Jail or in the house on Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Uh, it it yeah. just, it seems so soundstage-ish, if you can say uh, that. I'm so jealous that you worked on Ernest Goes to Jail. So, or Ernest <laughs> Goes to jail. jail. So, I, you know, I wish they would have put more into it because this really had potential. Having said that, I don't think it would have changed my score any. It would just been, from my background standpoint, more enjoyable to watch. It's just a good movie. It is a good movie. It's, it's not, an 80. It's not a great movie. It, it's a, it's a, overall, in my book, it is an 80 movie. It's on Apple TV. You need to watch it if you got Apple TV mm-hmm. because it will pay for that month's subscription and then some. Because you're going to go back and you're going to watch it again. I've watched it three times. I watched it one and a half. So I, I watched it through. I watched it. I watched it the first time, and then within forty-eight hours, I'm sitting in the office, and it's one of those mundane days, and doing what I'm doing, and I just all right, I'm going to put it on in the background, and then I just watched it the other day. If <clears throat> this is on so, a, this is a sidebar, um, if I were ranking the streaming companies' original movies. It is, it is Amazon, Apple, I mean, all of them, and then Netflix. Like, literally every other streaming network's original movie. Now, Netflix yeah. Netflix slays on the series. The TV series, they, they kill it. Yeah. But their original movies are just not good. Well, I think we, we, we'll go over a list here of what's about to drop, and we'll, okay. we'll try to find something from them. But anyway... All right, I don't have anything else to say other than you need to watch it. Watch it. Anna's great. Chris Evans, if you were like me going into this and you didn't like him as an actor because you, you know, or you didn't like him as a person because of what he plays in movies, get the eraser out because he takes it away. He does this really well. 
Yeah, I, I concur with everything. I think he, this, we're he, dead he, on the he, same for this yeah, movie. He did. He did really well. The downside from an actor standpoint was Adrian Brody. People, he needs to be in art films playing a comedic role. Uh, yeah, what was that Bill Murray movie he was in? It was that was his perfect role. That was that. That's him. That's how you cast cast uh, uh, Adrian Brody. But anyway, Dad, anything else you want to throw in? Because I'm just I'm happy. I like it. No, I'm I'm with you. Chris Evans, good. I'm, this is Joey from Friends. You know the trifle. <laughs> Me, good. Jam, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was this was a tri- this was this was a Joey trifle, right? There you yeah. go. Every, everything other than, other than Adrian Brody, which was the meat with the jam. So <laughs> everything else. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to streaming without a paddle. Tune in next week. I don't know what we're going to see yet. We're going to talk about it. Uh, and uh, till then, I'm Andrew, and I'm Ted. <laughs>